The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. You have to be wheeling me around like Hannibal Lecter. I'm not joking, just like fully strapped in. And Michael Lucas. I don't want to blow my trumpet too much, although clearly that's what I've been doing for the past seven minutes. This is Emsolation. I still haven't found the language. There's no way to describe my dancing. It's deliberate. (laughs) (laughs) You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is M. Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11, award-winning screenwriter, Mr. Michael Lucas. I bring you this podcast quite a few times a week, depending on if you are an extra subscriber or not. And you know, look... I'm going to give Extra a bit of a plug. I haven't been doing it. That has been pointed out by a few of our subscribers. Em, why aren't you pushing them all? And I'm like, well, I just feel like people will find it. We're putting in little tidbits. This week you're going to hear a little bit of my review of the John Peter Farnham documentary that I finally sat down and watched. I'd been avoiding it. I felt like it was going to be too overstimulating, but I watched it uh, on Sunday night. So, of course, on Monday I had to come in here and just... just <laughs> download it all and we put that up on extra this week but if you're not across it emsolation extra is our premium offering it's just you know a little something something and it's more than that it's two apps a week you're part of a community you get to be you know close friends you get to watch sometimes we put up our pre-show meetings live and look in the next look in the coming months we are planning on going another level again and doing a couple of live streams every month. And I'm talking singing, I'm talking reviewing our own TV show that will be available to extra subscribers. I know, while I'm away, the boys are going to be working on the TV studio. Who does she think she is? But it's a way, it's a way for me to, look, be my own self-sustainable sassy business lady. We are a small business. I am a lady. I am neurodivergent and I'm doing this thing on my own with the help of the people I make it for, which is so exciting. It's so great to be free of big corporations. I love having your great bosses. You're fantastic bosses. So if you'd like to come along for the ride, it's $9.95 a month or you can purchase a whole season for $89.95, just the one-off payment, which I find is easier because it's just one and done. You have to think about it again until next year. All the information you need is at msolation.supercast.com. I say that wrong every week. Ben, is it msolation.supercast.com? Yes! I nailed it. Anyway, how are you? A lot of you have seen that I have done something to my shoulder. I will report that I went to the doctor's this morning and he thinks I have possibly torn a rotator cuff and I need to go and get a scan. So once I've finished speaking with you, my friends, my pals, my loves, I will... Head directly without passing go, not collecting $200. I'm going to go get the scan straight away because if I don't get it done straight away, it will not happen. It just won't happen. It's just that's, I just know, okay? But I'm going to go do that. I am getting it checked. When I said to you I was ignoring it, I got a lot of messages. Um, and just horror stories from you when you've ignored injuries. I don't want that. I don't want your horror stories. But, yeah, I fell down the steps. Uh, very. It was so spectacular. It, I really wish someone had been filming it. Uh, Elio saw it and really didn't, he just didn't bat an eyelid. <laughs> he, just, he saw it happen and then he was like, oh, okay, and then looked back at the telly. But that's fine. I'm fine. I live to fight another day, but I'm all good. Thank you for your concern. This sling is so ugly. I'm, if I didn't only have one working arm, I'd have fashioned something better than this grey, hideous thing that I'm wearing. But I digress. Hey, what you're about to hear is us discussing 
the upcoming trip. What are we, 17 days away? 16 days by the time you're hearing my excited voice. Oh, I'm just, it's beginning. I'm beginning to realise I'm now officially in the month that I'm leaving the family for two weeks, leaving my life. And a lot of, you know, extracting the main character from the, the, the TV show, it's a big deal. It's a big hole in the plot. And I am the main character in the TV show of my life. I know that sounds bizarre, but I truly do everything. And so I feel like maybe this is going to be a good thing. They're all going to have to pitch in and realise this giant gaping hole that's left by my absence. I shouldn't say giant gaping hole. But it is, and I'm sticking to my guns. I haven't organised a thing, nothing. I'm just every day packing and repacking. (laughs) The packing is still going on. Don't worry. I'm off to buy some undies. I just feel like fresh undies. Fresh undies for a fresh trip, you know? You agree, yes? Just in case. I don't even know, but I'm going to go by myself. I just like the idea of, and I'm not going to wear them. They're my away undies. They're my way undies because I'm not going to wear them till I go. I'm going to buy myself some nice, you know, organic cotton breathable because it's going to be very hot and I'm going to pack them straight away. They're not going to go into the rotation. Mm-mm, no, they're not because they'll end up in my bloody daughter's rooms. Oh, my God. For anyone who has teenage daughters and we're all roughly the same size, pff, humble brag, I didn't even realise how wanky that sounded, <laughs> roughly, and my undies are just gone and I always find them in their rooms. I mean, the clean ones, but you know what I'm saying? Anyway, God, why am I talking about my kids' undies? Standard. So that's what's been going on for me. I hope you're well. Um, And it's probably time for me to get into it. Oh, I was telling you. Okay, so we're talking about the trip. We're talking about the Matildas. Oh, isn't that fantastic? God, it's so great. And as I say to Michael, and I've been reading everywhere, it, it will now be referred to as there's sport and men's sport. And that's it because it's so great. I love it. I love it so much. We talk about that. Oh, and just like that, in-depth discussions around Aiden's return. I'm obsessed. And that's it. All right, gang. Enjoy. Thanks for being here. That was a really long intro. Gosh, she's chatty Cathy today. All right, here we go. Play the music. Starbucks at home is calling on you to take extra time for yourself and hashtag fill your cup. It's time we all take a day dedicated to unapologetic relaxing, relishing in those long winter mornings at home and starting the day off just the way you want to, filling your cup, no matter how that may be. It comes as Starbucks at home announces two new flavours to its range. Starbucks by Nespresso Smooth Caramel and Creamy Vanilla Flavoured Coffee Pods, bringing you Starbucks' signature taste of high-quality cafe-style coffee made from 100% Arabica coffee beans to enjoy in the comfort of your own home. Available now in supermarkets, nationally, in-store and online. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Michael Lucas, I've been told, has a hard out at, uh, well, in about 40 minutes' time as he is off to Glasgow. Is that right? Yes. But unfortunately, and apologies to all Scottish people, we are just flying in there and so we can start our road trip down. We're not really taking in the sights of Glasgow, I'm sorry to say. Where are you headed on said road trip with your mother and husband? Hi, gay. With my mother and husband. Mm. Um, We are doing a little bit of Scotland and then um, just today, uh, but then we go to the Lake District. (laughs) We're staying at Lake Windermere, I know. We we are the problem. Uh, And then we spend a lovely four nights in the Lake District, and then we spend some more time in the Cotswolds. <laughs> and that's the grand crescendo of Joe Lucas's UK tour. We do a day in Bath, 
And um, and then she flies home. So the day that you land in New York, you are going to be ready for my chaotic energy. I there is a buffer time. Oh. I get a little bit of time oh. before before your arrival. Don't worry. Well, it's not quite that long. But yeah, I will be ready. I will be ready as ready as one can ever be. From the Lake District to Vegas, we must let everyone know of some incredible developments. Last, Incredible. Last night at 11.15pm, Marcella opens her door and screams, Mum, have you seen it? And I'm sitting there and I don't know, she sent me 15 memes that night already. I'm not sure what she's referring to. And I'm like, no, what? And she comes right now. Marcella's done her ACL, but she came hobbling at speed down the hallway. Gaga's mm. putting on a show in Vegas and you're going to be there. Mm. I said, first of all, I'm so proud of you. I have never been prouder that you knew to come and wake me up at quarter past 11 to tell me this news. (laughs) (laughs) Waking up your mother is a shot that you do not take unless you know. It has either got to be a mortal emergency or Gaga adding dates to Vegas. The only two things. And as I have discussed in numerous stand-up shows, mum's sleep is worth ten times every other members of the family, right? So if I have managed to fall asleep, the house must creep around like mice and there must be no noises, nothing. But when my family is sleeping, I'm up, I'm vacuuming, I'm drilling, I'm leaf blowing. I don't give a shit because those people can that sleep. That is your right. Yeah, correct. So she she made the right choice. And then I'm like, I literally dropped my phone. I'm like, I've got to call Michael. I've got to. Part of me, because I was being competitive because I wanted to beat you to figuring out that the dates lined up for us. Like I was so scared you were going to see it. The timing was so exquisite though because mm. little did you know, mm. I was at lunch in the UK with my mother <laughs> and my husband and weirdly at that time, Adrian had just said, hey, there hasn't really been a tribute from Lady Gaga to Tony Bennett yet because, we, as you know, we love an emotional tribute from Lady Gaga. So at the table I had pulled up the post, which at the time was the most recent post. It must have been seconds before she added the second one. Mm-hmm. And then I said, oh, it's really long. And I sort of read it out. I started to read it out in a glib way. I don't know why. And I was trying to do the Gaga voice, but then I got really quite moved and teared up at the table. And that happened. And I sent it to you and said I legit teared up watching this, but then didn't look at anything else, didn't see anything else. And then about like 10 minutes later, all of a sudden, like I'm sitting there at the table and text, 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 text. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it was capital letters SOS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Marcella's yeah. like, you can't send him an SOS without explaining. I said, I can. He'll understand what oh, about I mean. this. About this, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, so... I mean, oh, my God. Do you think... So Gaga has announced she's going to be doing a short run of her jazz and piano show at Vegas at MGM Grand. MGM Grand? I think that's it. And... Uh, I think it's called the Park MGM. The Park but MGM. That's, I know. I would call it MGM yeah, Grand. something like that. I think MGM Grand was where she did the big spectacular. Yes, yes. The big sort of... Yeah. Yes. And I suspect that she's doing this as a tribute, as an homage. Do you feel like... She felt like she had to get on stage. I think so. Yes. I think so. Mm. I think so. Mm. I mean, I've equated it to when Madonna did that weird little concert when her son had gone away and she's just like, I just need to sing sad songs and say that I miss Rocco. (laughs) And I feel like with Gaga, I don't know why I did that in Gaga's voice. Madonna would be offended by that. It's reductive. (laughs) Um, But um, I think with Gaga, yes, absolutely. I think she's been so swollen with emotion that all she can do, the only way to pay tribute to him is to sing jazz the way he would have wanted. And that's what she's doing. That's what I think. I'm sure. Same. I'm sure. And even if that's not the reason, she'll say that's the reason. 100%. And that's what I love about her. Me too. She knows how to take the moment and add sequence. So her opening Absolutely. night, it's kismet. Her opening night is August 31, the day we are due to leave Palm Springs to go back to LA right. in preparation. A short three-hour drive away we were. Oh, my God. And then we had this spare night yeah. that was loose before Beyonce. Mm-hmm. But how easy is it potentially? I mean, we're saying all this. We have not. The tickets are not on sale yet. The 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 pressure falls upon me, and I think it's fair to say, I I, I truly don't think I've ever felt more pressure buying a ticket. I'm quite confident. You have to do it because we're on the pre-sale. I don't think it's a Taylor Swift situation, um, it, but it's yeah. a small and theater. To, It is a small theatre. But to add, like, the extraordinary context, I love how much we're building this up. Like, our quest to see a diva, honestly, (laughs) how much have we milked out of it? It's ridiculous. (laughs) But back in 2018, Mm. 
when we first booked our trip, which was going to be the start, no, 2019, this is going to be the start of 2020, mm. going to Palm Springs and Vegas, obviously was scuttled by the pandemic. But the key driver was the Lady Gaga jazz show. I got it for M for her birthday. In fact, I think it was so expensive, it was a birthday and Christmas combo. <laughs> And so that was an old, and then we went on a whole different path. We had Madonna, we had the betrayal, we had all of that. And then it's just so Leia Michelle. weird Le- that she's in. You had the Leia Michelle scare? Oh, we, we had Leia Michelle scare. And then we were also contemplating, um, got, like, should we reconfigure things to see Adele somehow to make up for the lack of Madonna? But that was very complicated because the only way to do it was to give up Leia Michelle. Mm-hmm. So what a choice between mm-hmm. divas. And we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have. So Adele wasn't really an option. And then this happened, and but also like the fact that it's the one night that it, we could do it without changing our plans really, and also the fact that it's there's such a short gap in between when she's announced it and when it's happening that never happened. Like it's weird. I know it's weird. It's, it's fated. It has I don't to believe be. in higher powers, oh. but the goddesses were looking after us. Right. And also the main click for me was the only part of my trip that I haven't organised. And let's be honest, I've already packed. I've organised everything. I've got people picking me up at airports. I felt really blocked on booking my LA accommodation because you're staying at Chateau Marmont, which is not great. Well, not anymore. I refuse to, like, <laughs> even... You You were just doing it because Lindsay Lohan lived there for a bit and whatever. But it's not very nice. I've been there. It's it's a bit scunge. So, like, I'm not staying at Chateau Marmont, but I don't know where else to stay. And so I've just... I even said to Scott yesterday, I really have to book some accommodation in LA. And, and now, now I know why I haven't because... The gods want me to be in Las Vegas for 24 hours. It's like geriatric lady hangover. Like it's, It really is. It's our it own really version. Is. I'm not going to sleep. It's also like <sighs> gay and neurodivergent, obsessive, whatever, whatever, whatever this is, Lollapalooza. <laughs> the only thing, I mean, it does almost, we're going to have to really monitor our energies and everything like that because it, that 48-hour period <laughs> to go to Vegas and also just to put... Amelia Rossiano on the Vegas Strip at the best of times, <laughs> let alone to then usher her into a, to a relatively private audience with Lady Gaga. How's she going to handle that? And then say, okay, quick sleep, get on a plane, now we're going to see Beyonce. Oh, yeah. I, I hope you make it through. I mean, I, you will, but we're just going to have to... We're going to have to, when we, now when we get to LA, we're just going to have like blackout silent time or something like that. <laughs> no, you know what they did in racehorses before the Melbourne Cup? You know how they completely blinker them? I'm going to need you and Adrian going to lead me to We'll LA. get a little hood. Yeah. In fact, we'll do it like for the whole flight. We'll just lead you around. We'll go to check in at the hotel going, I'm so sorry. She's, she's, she needs to be blinkered because she's seeing, she saw Gaga last night, she's seeing Beyonce tonight, and if she takes in any more stimulation, she's absolutely at peak. You'll have to be wheeling me around like Hannibal Lecter. I'm not joking, just like fully strapped in one on a board. In- <laughs> I already, I couldn't, I was so hyped up last night, I didn't sleep. And I started thinking about I'm going to have to reconfigure what I'm taking. The, the Outfits pressure I'm feeling, but I also don't want to overpack. But like I just I'm gonna to have to pull everything out again, a reconfigure, because also we're coming off Palm Springs. So it's just it's a lot. It's a lot of campery. I cannot believe I it's know. T- me in And Vegas. it has to be like your ode to the rat pack or something like that <laughs> is what it needs to be. You need to go from your Palm Springs moo moo flowy era straight into Basically, your um, vintage Vegas gangster era with no, <laughs> it's a quick pivot. Well, I think. And then you have to go going to the Renaissance ball. I mean. I know. Oh. And that's my, I mean, you don't have your wedding tux there. Should I go go up to your house and grab I've, it? I actually weirdly do have, um, I do have a tuxedo jacket. I bought it. I don't, why? What? I don't know why. And, and weirdly, because we're leaving today from Kensington, and weirdly, I packed. I packed it and remembered how weird that I bought that and I have not worn it once. Oh. And I thought, I must have thought there was some chance we would go oh to God. something. Oh but God. now we are. Yeah, no, I'm. we have to dress as the Rat Pack. We're going to have to purchase full tuxes for you and Adrian. I'm not joking. Surely Vegas sells them somewhere. I'm going in a ball gown to Gaga, a velvet ball gown. I already know the one. Oh, my God, it's decided. Oh. Oh. You have to get these tickets, Well, look, pitch. I mean, the, the fatal flaw in all of this, and this is where it all, but it won't blow up in our faces, but as I said, the tickets have not got on sale yet. <laughs> I will be driving through Scotland slash the UK and I have to pull over and get those tickets. <gasps> but I will. I will. What is our life? Honestly, no one would believe this shit. 
You're with your mother yeah. on a field trip seeing lakes trying to buy Gaga tickets to Vegas. <laughs> ah, I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, obviously, I'll be I'll be keeping my phone on. I want to know the second the tickets are purchased. Oh, I know. The worst thing is I, I'm doing it because so Em can sleep and also I've got the US Ticketmaster yeah. account. Yeah, I But tried. I told her, as if she's going to sleep. I'm and gonna la- sleep. yesterday, I just couldn't believe, we just kept messaging back and forth and at a certain point I'm noticing... <laughs> It's like quarter to five in the morning. <laughs> what is going on there? I couldn't sleep. But I couldn't sleep. I went no, and looked up course, a set list. I went and watched other videos. Like I, I tried to figure out which hotel would be best to stay. Should we just stay at the venue? Like, or is there like a Vegas hotel we should do just for one night? Like the hangover, like crazy presidential suite. Like I was, my mind was just, oh my god. And there's 18 days till. Oh my god, I'm so, I'm leaving soon. I'm leaving so soon. Oh god. I know. Now even for someone like me, I can say well, you are leaving quite. Soon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. I will permit you to go into that territory. I'm in now. the month. I'm officially the, the build up to this holiday. All the emsolators must feel like like oh for fuck's sake, mate. It's you're just going overseas. You need to relax. But for some reason, this is I don't know. I just never thought I'd go overseas again during the pandemic. It's a big deal. I've got my passport. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's in my bedside table with my letters from my doctor with my medication. I I've got all my medication packed in bottles. I've got spare medication. I've got my patches. Like I'm just. It's a lot. Okay, all right. And then when, when Madge disappeared, there was a serious wobble of like, should we persist? Should we go on? But how richly the oh. choice to go on has been rewarded. And I don't, I'm just going to say, I'm, I, I know this is blasphemy, but mm. the chance to see this show, it does feel the Madonna I disappointment. I do, and I, I'm not comparing the two because we don't do that, but it's, I have the same level of desire. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's right. No, you've been given there's there's another North Star that has been put in place. That's yes, yes. Justify this whole endeavour. All right, I'm re-arping. It's Emsolation Extra. Haven't subscribed to Emsolation Extra yet? Here's what you've missed out on this week. It's just such a part of my musical awakening and the first act I really separated from my dad with because my dad was always my musical educator and everything dad listened to, I listened to. And dad was a fan of LRB, so I'm sure he was a cross Farnham, but I remember using my Brashes voucher to buy Whispering Jack and just walking in like I was holding the fucking, you know, Simba above the mountaintop and I'm Rafiki about to display him to the entire African jungle. And I remember putting Whispering Jack down in front of my dad and just saying, dad, listen to this. And so dad, I remember, gets out the record player and he puts it on and I sat there and I stared at him intensely and I just watched him react to every song. <laughs> My poor dad, now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> the pressure. And he sat there and like my dad, you know, he my dad sits like a little twisted up pretzel when he's listening to music and he has to listen to it with headphones. So he had his massive Bose headphones on, the huge ones, and I knew it was a success because he had one of his meaty fingers wrapped around the cord and he was flicking the cord to the drums and he was kind of tapping with his other hand and I could hear the music coming from the headphones and I was like, you know, I knew everyone. So I was, like, yes. I was singing along and then, I'm, and then he, he took the and he fucking didn't give me an inch. Like he was just, and he took the whole album in and we must have sat there for whatever, an hour and 25, I don't know, however long the album goes for. And I'm like, so and he looks at me and he goes, it's good, it's good. I'm like, fuck, yes! I just remember, like, and that was it. And, and that was how I ended up going to see John Live as my first live show because I bloody took that Brushes voucher and I got myself that album and I remember so, so much monies. Oh, my God. I just remember the nerves. It was in a brown paper bag and I took it in and I presented it to my dad's fucking holy grail. That's how I won him over. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's why I love him so much. It's because it put me on equal footing with my <laughs> For all of that and so much more, subscribe now at emsolation.supercast.com. It's Emsolation Extra. There's no denying that when the weekend rolls around, we all have obligations. Whether that's social commitments we feel we can't say no to or chores that get in the way of hitting snooze on the alarm. But what if we could have a dedicated day to filling our own cups? Starbucks at Home is calling on Aussies to self-prioritise and take a day to relax unapologetically. Relish in that long winter morning at home 
and start the day off just the way you want to. It comes as Starbucks at Home announces two new flavours to its range, bringing you Starbucks's signature taste of high-quality cafe-style coffee that you can enjoy in the comfort of your own home. The Starbucks by Nespresso range now includes the new smooth caramel-flavoured coffee pods, giving you buttery notes of sweet caramel in a delicious light roast, and the Starbucks by Nespresso creamy vanilla-flavoured coffee pods, which offer delightful notes of sweet vanilla and biscuit for a comforting pick-me-up. Take that extra time for yourself and fill your cup with Starbucks at Home Cafe Quality Coffee. I have briefly touched on the fact that And Just Like That has won me back and just like that. Oh, fickle. It's a ride that is so much like a roller coaster. I can only compare it to Ted Lasso, which was cast out, then brought back, then cast out, then all of a sudden being told that you had to make all the children of the world watch it, particularly the men. (laughs) I miss Ted Lasso. You know why? Because Chella, Scott and I would sit down each week and watch the new episode together. And we, we Scott's not up for and just like that. No, he is not. But we, we did watch The Witcher together. But that is the worst final season and final episode of any show in the history of the world. And they really did Henry Cavill dirty, and obviously everyone hated each other on set. And I can't even talk about it yet. I'm so mad. So let's talk about and just like that. Mm. You're up to date. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Now, there's a moment for me, I mean, there were several moments, but in the most recent episode, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, but actually, no, it's not a spoiler alert because it's been in all the promos. It's so publicised. Yeah. Aiden's back. Can I predict why it is? Oh, okay, yeah, right. No. She said it. Aiden's back. But even then, Mm. I was a bit sceptical when he turned up in his black military. What was that costume choice? That was a choice. (laughs) I mean, you know when you're making something that the first impression, the first shot you give of a character is essential. And for some reason... Why? With... uh, I... Why? Yeah, why? It was like... I don't know. How can you even describe it? It It was sort of military. No, it was emo North Korean military leather. It was. It did have a vibe like, I don't know why, I sort of looked at it and felt like, I feel like that might be something that Ben Affleck is forced to wear by J-Lo, but I don't understand why Aiden has worn this of his own volition. Oh, my God. It looks like the new wife has taken him to Zara Men's and put him in whatever they've got hanging at the front. It was such a strange choice because there was this huge moment where they've missed each other and you see the pause and you can hear the director in your brain going, and turn... And then you get the full shot of him. And if it were me, I would have had him in a crisp white shirt, unbuttoned quite low with a beautifully fitting suit, tanned, you know, just looking really... Or even shirt off, rolled up to elbows with jackets slung over shoulder. Like, I wanted effortless sex. Yeah. And what I got was, like, middle-aged biker lesbian. Like, it was just... that That threw me... (laughs) That really threw me. But. I also, I also, the, the whole sequence had wrong-footed me because this whole episode had this build-up of they're going to meet for a date mm. and he suggests a restaurant. They haven't seen each other in 13 years or whatever. And then she gets there and she's sort of all weird in the restaurant and, the, and, and then gets led to a table and her phone runs out and he's not showing up but it's all really weird. Anyway, the twist is she found out that it was actually next door. She's sitting in the wrong restaurant. But was, there's so many spoilers here. But the weird thing about it was I only realised in retrospect part of her weird attitude was that she thought the restaurant was beneath something <laughs> that he would choose. Did you pick up that? Like she's wandering yeah. around going, oh, mm, mm, all judgmental. And then finally when she gets in the real one, they're in this velour booth and it's all amazing <laughs> and everything. But the restaurant that they if they wanted to do that, they needed to go harder on making the first restaurant look shit because it looked perfect. I agree. Fine. But also she said his name and they let her through. That's what I didn't understand. She she said the name of the reservation. He found it and took her through. Yeah. So that was a bit strange. But also Carrie's character is so unlikable. She's It's like a slightly annoyed elderly cat. Don't you think? She just seems pissed <laughs> off all the time and a bit lost and just a bit cantankerous. She's, honestly, mm. she's like, oh, I don't, oh, what is this? Oh. Can I ask, what's happened to the jewellery-making neighbour? 
What happened? What's happened to her? She died. Oh, the 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 Gen Z one. Yeah, the one who had all her jewellery stolen, and and you know the one that was kind of like what Carrie People used to float be. in and out. I always <laughs> find the balance of characters odd to in this show because a, like a certain number of um, support characters have suddenly been elevated. Mm. Um, this season, and they sort of get their own quote-unquote stories. <laughs> like Seema, I don't know, it's Seema, isn't it? Yeah, Seema. Mm. Yeah. Like she's in every episode, but sometimes her story is literally like I'm trying a new guy to blow dry my hair, he's not good, so I go back to the old one. That's the story. <laughs> like, Look. So I'm not, I don't understand. Gen Z girl, yeah, she got her jewellery stolen. I mm. presume she's just still kicking around living her life. We just don't even need to touch base with it. She's gone. She's gone. Um, she's recovered. She got the insurance money. But, no, the moment we're carrying Aiden kissed on the steps, I, I gushed like a schoolgirl. I was like, oh, and I'm back. I'm so back. I'm so. I knew you loved it. I knew. Oh, and you know so what? I knew it. you loved it from. Oh. The start of the episode, literally the first shot, is she opens her laptop, she sees that Aiden's responded to her, and then she panics and then shuts the laptop and yeah. throws it away. And I and I was like, yeah, Amelia, she's, no, she's and, that's her reaction. And she had pearls on with a with a tracksuit top, which is I love that look. And I just was in, and then there's a whole storyline with the big penises and the bread, and that was hilarious. Drew Barrymore cameo. Like it was just all. Oh. The big penis Italian boy. Like, it, it's just honestly an AI put together the ultimate Sex in the City episode for M. Rossiano. <laughs> and it worked. The only thing that irked me was the way that Miranda was ad- addressing her sexuality. You know, like, am I a lesbian? Am I straight? Mm. I'm like, yeah, there's a word for that. It's just queer. Like, why are we doing a mm, whole episode mm. on someone bothering to label themselves? You know what else shocked me when she said to Carrie, Look at us. We're going on dates and we're 56. And I was like, oh, when did they turn 56? Whoa. Nicole Kidman just turned 56. God. And we are. I hate to tell you, but ah. we'll be there in, I'm going to say 12 years. I know it's 13 for, oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's 12 years for both of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for once, you don't get the luxury of being one year younger than me. I don't know. I think I'm going easier on this show because it's still allowing women of a certain age to make mistakes, to have weird dating experiences, to have the messy stuff of life occur to them when oftentimes they're just the settled ones in a TV show or going through a divorce and exhausted. And I think mm. I'm enjoying seeing a rich, thriving life happening to women that we don't normally see having those kind of things on the telly. So I think part of me was just like, calm the fuck down, dickhead, and just enjoy it. And so with that one kiss with Aiden, you should should have seen me. I squealed. I was like, oh, and I rewound it four times and watched it because I was just so... Because wow. it went, I mean, they really took you on a ride in that last moment. It went brutal. He wouldn't set foot in her apartment because no. there's too much pain. Yeah. He'll cross the road. I don't but get But then, wouldn't you know it, the music cue suddenly <laughs> and very unsubtly changed from <laughs> ominous and fraught to swelling and romantic, and then he gave her a massive pass. The way they shot it for a terrible moment, I thought he was going to get hit by a car. Did you? <laughs> Wow. And then she, so basically and just like that sort of becomes a bit like Murder, She Wrote, where every, everyone Carrie touches ends up dead. Only there's no investigation. She just writes a book and does a podcast about it every time. Oh, the podcast is gone. Yeah. And she, and my Adrian is quite just, Adrian for some reason has really, is not into Shay. For some reason. I know reason, the internet's not into Shay. No one is, but yes. Well, I don't mind. I mean, I think, yeah, I think the performance is perfectly good. I, don't, I just don't think it's a pretty tough challenge to, for anyone to mm. play a comedian when they've been written the kind of material that Shay has been written. But, um, but yes, he, he, he was quite excited when Miranda broke up, but then it quickly became apparent Shay is still a major character. With... <laughs> so that was not, that was not to well, his liking, unfortunately. Well, we're recommending it, putting the harp in. Are we? Oh, you are. Happy, like, are you? St- you're still going to watch it, though. Well, it's because I'm here with my mother. It's an excellent, you know. It's, I mean, what? A, it's it's that and special ops lioness that we're going to be. You know, she she loves the she loves the women in midlife having adventures Who narrative. Named my that mother. Show. Who named that show? Special ops lioness. Special ops lioness. <laughs> well, Taylor Sheridan, I would imagine, oh creator of Yellowstone. <laughs> just Nicole Kidman yelling military, just like. Well, what's going on? She's only in it for like two scenes. Ah. 
Yeah. I will not be watching Operation Lioness or whatever the hell it's called. I couldn't think of anything worse. Oh, Christ. Hey, a lot of people have been harassing me about when are we going to start getting promo for the Newsreader season two? Like, <laughs> because it feels like, would you say recommending that people go make themselves familiar again with season one? Because it's been well, they're, they're putting yeah, season one is being repeated. If you are still one of the people that waits for things, I mean, it's always on Ivy. You can watch it anytime you want, but it is being repeated on Sunday nights now. <gasps> Great. Some might say in the lead up. I mean, I didn't say it. I didn't but some say might it. say in the lead up. And <laughs> let's just say that what's the date today? I I, I would this, say yeah. by this time next week. Well, actually, yes. By the time you're listening to this, by the time you're listening to this next week, there will be just an absolute flurry of <gasps> of uh, newsreader revelations. That's it's and for some reason it's all saved up into one like mega press release. It's just going to go boom. Everything, <gasps> dates and all sorts of details, surprise, surprise details of, of things that you haven't seen coming. And Anyway, is, so that'll be exciting. Is anyone on this podcast, anyone like of us two, <laughs> involved in any of the promo material? Like just say could be anyone, could be anyone involved in the podcast. Is, there, <laughs> is that a possibility? Is that inconceivable? It's not inconceivable. <gasps> Stranger things have happened. I mean, Lady Gaga could... <laughs> deduce one single date, which just happens to be the date. And the person opposite me could be in just one critical key shot of the promo. Who knows? Oh, my God. Who I can mean, who could say be? Who could how be? things will pan out? Who could say? Who could be? Who could we say? Don't, don't even. It doesn't hurt that, of course, you're like, yes, without any spoilers, like the bit that I'm in is actually a promo within the show. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a glitzy promo. So, of course. She's her, her performance in the promo has made the promo. <laughs> I'm so we are going to be talking about Newsreader season two so much. I, I can't wait for it to we can really use this podcast and my way of paying you is just wall-to-wall promotion of your TV right. show. <laughs> like, I'll do whatever you want. We'll broadcast live from the 80s. I don't care. <laughs> but it's um it's so exciting. And, and also I'm quite glad because um, they part of the reason that there is a, I would say, a slight delay with um, the newsreader is they were keen to pull us out of being directly opposite the World Cup. And for a while, and this is transition, I don't know whether there's a good... Yeah, transition. Should, that would have been much cooler if I didn't say transition. For a while I was a bit like not being a sporting person. I was a bit like, I don't understand the FIFA Women's World Cup, oh. is that really going to be a ratings bathhouse? Those thoughts entered my head. Oh. And now we are living in just on August 2023 and I don't think about anything else. It's insane. The Matildas have just, they're outrating the ashes, which for some reason fills me with a disproportionate mm. amount of joy. I, it's petty. Mm. But the fact that they are outrating the the other sport, and we're going to now start referring to it as men's sport and sport. That's been the general consensus now on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's been, everyone's agreed that that's how sport will henceforth tooth width be referred to. But 4.7 million Australians watched and or streamed the match last night. Mm. And that, mm. like, Channel 7 must be so glad that they they did this, that they've put it on free to air that... Oh, oh, what a win. What a win. I know. It's so exciting. And you care. You care about them. I care. I care. I care. I'm in. And it's been really strange because obviously I'm... Not uh, often into sport. I have my moments. I absolutely have my moments. But also in addition to that, I'm in another country. So you feel like all of those ways would stop me from caring. But I am strangely invested in Sam Kerr's ankle or whatever the injury is. Like I was right there knowing they chose not to play it. But then they had a four-love victory. I mean, it's the narrative. But it's also I think it is genuinely, for me at least, because I don't give two fucks about soccer, but I care about this team. Yeah, me too. And, yeah, and the build-up of the team and also I'm still, like, I've just, the whole history has embedded me. I remember the naked calendar back. Like, <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> no. Oh, it was a key pivotal point. What? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, they were trying to put 
you know, women's soccer somehow on the map and they did a naked calendar. It was the first time when everyone was like starting to talk about women's soccer in Australia. I mean, surreal history. So they had that. And then remember the strike? Do you remember the strike? No. Oh my God. This So this was basically the Socceroos were earning like $220,000 a year and the Matildas were earning $20,000 a year. That was the pay disparity. And so right before some big international tournament, though I could probably say the name if I knew anything about sport, the Matildas went on strike and they had the head of the soccer in Australia like coming out saying this is disgraceful, we simply don't generate the funds. It was like ugly and brutal but they held together and held firm and then went up to I think $40,000. But it was the point. So they stood together and said this is bullshit and they put that insane pay disparity. And then so to come off that and now they are, Oh. No question, oh. the most popular Mate. people in sport in the country. Oh. Maybe some of the most popular in the world. Like the entire nation is invested in how far they're going to go this World <sighs> Cup. Can they go all the way? Of course, are they better? Because we're all invested. I also enjoy watching their extreme prowess. They're so physically fit. They're such impressive women. But I also sit there with my daughter figuring out who would she like to date? Like... Who from the mm. so we go? We're stalking Instagrams to see if someone's single, if someone's queer. Like that's also our favourite game. Not that we're objectifying the Matildas, but I wouldn't, no, wouldn't be adverse sure. to a, a Matilda dating my Marcella. I mean that she's they're worthy. They're both worthy of each other. Do you know what that took me back to? I remember a time this I have buried and we'll find the photo. Do you remember Zoo Weekly, that magazine? Oh. Yes, of course. And they used to do the top 100 hottest radio babes. And it was awful. And I I I never, like, I don't think I ever got in there. And it was a weird notion to begin with. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) But one year I did a nude shoot to try and get into it. And I didn't want to do the nude shoot. Oh, my God, I did a nude shoot. Ben, we'll find the photo because I was so wanting to be included in this disgusting men's magazine. I mean, things have really really changed so much that you look back to 15 years ago and it's just like how are we looking back to the 1950s? That is so odd to think, to imagine you being desperate to get your kid off to be included in Zoo Weekly. What is that world? What? Where were we? But, I mean, I think it's equally strange to think that Matilda's breakthrough was a nude nude calendar. Mm. Like this, but this I think was around 99. Yeah, it was definitely around 99. And it was just about them like basically wanting to raise the profile and and, like they were saying things like, look, it's a sad fact of the world that sex sells, so here we are. Here here it is. 26 hot radio babes named (laughs) Zoo Weekly's competition. Finalists, New South Wales, Kate Ritchie, Maz Compton, Christy Warner, Harley McLeod, Charlie Delaney, Ellie Mobbs, Fifi Box, Sammy Lucas, Kate, I'm not there, Victoria, Joe Stanley, I'm not there, Western Australia, nope, I am not there either. <laughs> Someone, Lexi Moyle and Melissa Luke, yep, no, I'm not there either. So what year was that? 2009. Yeah, no, I was definitely on Breakfast Radio in Perth then. So I obviously did not make it into the zoo. That you have unlocked. <laughs> I'm going to go find the photo. It's definitely out there. I feel like, <laughs> let me, I know we're on a time crunch. It feels crunch. like my job is just, I'm the unlocker of our sexist let me <laughs> and just, exploitative past. I, I also cannot believe what parallel universe are we living into that you just gave me a history lesson on sport. You did. I know. I'm, I'm telling you, it's really weird. Like I can even tell you, I can even explain in some detail why it was so striking that they beat Canada who were coming into this uh, event so strong. Also, I had a real, I had a sporting epiphany, sporting moment for the, one of the first times in my life. What do you mean? Do, can I do a quick side quest? Side quest? Yeah. Sport, just briefly, has never come natural to me, never come natural, which is a bit odd because it's not like I'm unfit and it's not like... <laughs> you're uncoordinated. You're not unfit. I'm uncoordinated. You're un- no, you're not. I think that's very unfair. I just still haven't landed on, I still haven't found the language to describe. There's no way to describe my dancing. It's deliberate. But but also, <laughs> but also a, a problem that happened was I spent a chunk of my 
childhood in the States at a critical time. Mm. And so I learned baseball and basketball and then came back to Australia and it was cricket and football and I was fucked. Yeah. Like yeah. I just didn't, I didn't understand how to do it. And I just have not been one of those people, you hear about these people that just start playing something and it feels really natural. Mm-hmm. And I've just never experienced that except for maybe I was okay at swimming. That's about it. Um, but then. What do you mean? This past weekend. No. This past weekend. You've got, you've discovered I, something. Yeah. But it's too late. But flying trapeze. Because, (laughs) right? Hi, gang. Yes. I know. But so many things worked about it. That right here in the parks, they do these big flying trapeze set up and we decided to go. (laughs) And firstly, I grievously underestimated how terrifying and full on it was going to be. Like I, I did, I picked like an absolute rank beginner's class and I thought it was basically they'll teach you how to like hang on a bar and that will be it. But no, they had the full setup and they did a bit of teaching on a bar and then they're like, you are going to climb up to the top platform and obviously you're tethered. Like yeah. it's not like nothing bad's going to happen to me, but your body doesn't seem to know no. that. Like you are, it is like the site, you're like on... Basically, it's double the size of a house you are on this platform, which was slightly rickety. <laughs> and yes, tethered and everything like that. And then basically at the start, you have to do your big swing. And they taught you how to like put your feet up. And then, but they were sort of explaining, you know, you're going to get several rounds of this. And then eventually you're able to do a swing, hang by your feet, come back, do another swing and then do a flip off. And then for the first time ever in my life, I was so terrified. I was shitting myself. My legs were shaking. I was, I cannot tell you how intimidating it is being on that platform. But when I did the swing, for some reason, and they said to me, just trust the force of gravity, I did it perfect. First go. And then afterwards, like I was in the position of people saying to me, Okay, so you've done trapeze before. And ah. I had to go, no, I've never done flying trapeze. <laughs> I had the sad fact to this is it was a bit of a fluke because it did take me six further goes before <laughs> I could do it again. <laughs> but this, the thing was, when they said just trust in the gravity, I, I think why it like why it helped me overcome my weird sort of uncoordinated awkward thing is. Because the momentum of the swinging, if you give into that, it gives you a grace that I don't have normally. All I had to do was wait until I feel the momentum and that's my point to do a change. And then once I did that, it, it, it was, honestly, it was religious. Wow. I did it so many times. I am so sore. Oh. Like I've used muscles that clearly, the flying trapeze muscles are not muscles I use every day. <laughs> but all I can do is just think what would have happened if I had discovered it. <laughs> At age 12. Oh, no. Where Cirque, would I be now? Cirque de I'd be in Vegas. No, you'd be Cirque de Soge. I'd be Cirque de yeah. It's bankrupt and shut down because of the pandemic and because of how many people were injured. But I could have done something. No, they're bringing it back. There's a show coming to <laughs> Melbourne. And Chella's like, do you want to go see Cirque du Soleil? And I said, I'm pretty sure there's lawsuits against them. But no, I think they're actually they're, back up and running. Didn't your children go to a circus school? They did. They went to the Circus Oz Circus School. Both my children are excellent at acrobatics. So wow. but don't count it out. This could be a new career. This could, be a, this could be a pivot. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. The recovery time that it's taken <laughs> suggests that perhaps I have begun my run. Because at the time I was legit thinking, I am not too old for this. I mean, this is... Where were you going to do? What because, were you going to do, though, like in your mind when you're nailing it? Like what What was the next step in your career? What oh, was, well, the next step, because I was just doing like yeah. solo swings and flips and things like that. But, yeah. So the next step is to like time it and work with a partner and do like oh. grab and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> but, you know, I bet I was there with a whole lot of like early tweens. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to blow my trumpet too much, although clearly that's what I've been doing for the past seven minutes. But they were just, like, I went in one swing to the yeah. point where they were at after three lessons. And, wow. anyway, it was wild. Never had it before. But but then I, and then I, the, yeah, I could, I haven't been able to move for 48 hours. But <laughs> I, I was just happy that I got one point in my life where sport felt like, and it's not even a sport, it's an art. Oh, what is sport. it? I don't know what it is. Nah, it's a sport. It's a sport. Tumbling, yeah. Oh. I'll give it to you. Uh, now I get it. That's how you must have felt. I, I did. mean, not. I mean, obviously you were much better. But when you hurdled, <laughs> yeah. knowing that your body was capable of doing this tricky thing with ease. Well, I fell down the steps and tore my rotator cuff two days ago. So you're the sporty one now, officially. You're the sporty one. What oh. is happening? God, I don't know. out there. Doing swings and then also lecturing you on the Matildas. Who saw it coming? And I'm in a sling from just trying to walk down a step. Got no oestrogen and my teeth are all rotting. So, yeah, you're the good one now. For so long I was the good one. You're the good one now. I wish I wasn't as happy about that as I am. Your heart out is here. Glasgow calls. We will uh, speak again shortly. Oh, my God, let me know the second 
you get the Gaga tickets. I'm not joking. This, yeah, right. I know. I'm, but also don't panic, like, because it's three p.m. my time, so you can't. So it's basically like I can't think what time it would be for you, but we'll figure that out. Add nine hours. Okay. Um, but but also, you know, it might take half an hour or something like that. So you I'll know, be don't. I'll be up. I will try and send updates, but that might be tricky. So just just relax. I'll be and up. And then I will update. Okay. Hi, Adrian. <laughs> She's saying hello. She's waving. She bought me a coffee. Isn't that love? Oh, that is love. Okay. All right. I'll talk like Google. Godspeed. Godspeed. Okay. Godspeed. All right. Bye. This is Emsolation. Well, that's it. Uh, that's all we have. I'll let you know if Michael joins the circus. We do have some footage of him doing the flying trapeze. So make sure you check it out at our Instagram account, at Emsolation Podcast. It is well worth it. And I want to say I've seen the footage and his flying trapeze is exactly the same as his dancing, his crossfitting, anything, he's walking, anything that requires movement from him. And I still, I still don't have the language, but you just, if you know, you know, when you watch this footage, it's like, it's like it's a colour by numbers kind of vibe. Everything is precise and correct. It, there's just no spice. That's it. I feel like all that stuff is just missing the spice. It's like, you'll see. And in other very exciting news, if you're yet to hear, we got the Gaga tickets. <gasps> yes! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> We're going. Got the tickets. Confirmation. Michael texted me early today. <sighs> And we're in a really good spot. We're sitting in the booths. And then Michael found a picture of Carol Channing and uh, Julie Andrews sitting in the almost the exact same booth in the same room. So, I mean, what a crazy 24 hours this is going to be. Do I sleep? I have to sleep. You know me. I need to stay hydrated and I need to nap. But I'll be so excited. So we're going to Gaga. We're going to see Beyonce. We're going to see Some Like It Hot. We're going to see Funny Girl. It's very exciting. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. So we got the tickets. We did it. We did it. Well, Michael did it on the side of the road in Glasgow. So proud of him. He's an excellent ticket captain. He's cool, calm and collected. This guy, ah, oh. you're going to be so sick of this trip. You must feel like you're going on this trip with me. Hey, anyway, that's it. Thanks for being here. As always, Emslation Extra will be out tomorrow. It's an Ask Me Anything with just me because Michael had a hard out and we couldn't record it. So I will be giving out hectic advice to all of you who have asked me for it. I really enjoy it when he's not there because there's no one there to do the sensible devil's advocate. I can be as loose as a goose and don't worry, I'm going to be. Have a wonderful weekend or week ahead whenever you're listening and we'll chat soon. Bye. Like what you heard and want more? Emsolation is a totally independent neurodivergent female-led podcast which you can help support by subscribing to Emsolation Extra. Get exclusive bonus episodes every Tuesday. Question time with Em and Michael, pre-show meetings, videos of the podcast recording, pre-sale access to live events and discount merch, a weekly newsletter and so much more. Help us by subscribing now or gift a subscription to someone you love at emsolation.supercast.com or get the link via Emsolation Socials. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is recorded at Down the Hill Studios. Hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn. Socials by M. Rossiano, Benjamin Wosley and Marcella Rossiano. Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts, with videos by James Henderson. Follow us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast and join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. Please take the time to share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on whatever podcast app you use by hitting the follow button. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to chat with you again soon. Oh,